0: Is there anybody there?
1: So I'm traveling throughout the Pacific Coast League with Tucson in the ensuing weeks, and what I found is Chihuahuas was the one that was always being brought up. People would say to me, "They won't actually name the team that Chihuahuas, will they?"
0: what's up dad hat crew ed here and welcome to part two of my conversation with tim haggerty the uh, voice of the el paso chihuahuas that's right one of the most iconic brands out there right now you know you know you can argue with really what catapulted um the wacky designs in minor league baseball right um but anyways listen we finished our conversation we talked about um his book uh, they just came out um, and what uh, prompted him. How long did it take uh, for him to write the book? Uh, the reason behind it, all that fun stuff. He also goes over some of the stories in the book. Really funny stuff, guys. So uh, uh, and then obviously we finish with uh, my famous, not so famous questions, guys. So without further ado, I'll give you the episode. Let's talk about it because you 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 did something cool. And I, I told you this off off air, but I'll say it. Um, you uh, wrote a book. It's called Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Anecdotes for Minor League Baseball. First of all, 1001, that's amazing. Uh, there has Thank to be you. a story as to why there was 1001. There um, I have it. I, I ordered it through Amazon. But tell me why um, Why you decided to write the book.
1: In addition to calling games, I've always loved baseball research and baseball mm-hmm. history. That's been a hobby for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And back in 2012, when researching something else, I found this newspaper clipping from 1888, and it was a Texas league game in Austin that got delayed when a wild bull ran on the field. What? And <laughs> exactly. That was my reaction. I thought, why well, I cover this stuff for a living, and I've never heard of this story. <laughs> and that was kind of an introduction that there are so many stories out there that even the most passionate baseball fans don't know about.
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and what's great is these days with newspaper archives, old Spalding and Reach baseball guides are available online. I made a research trip to the Baseball Hall of Fame library in Cooperstown. I would, you know, if you're around an old-time scout, might ask them about their minor league days, if you're interviewing a manager or a player. So I just compiled the craziest things that have ever happened in minor league baseball games. And I tried to have a high threshold for that. Very few, if any, are baseball stats. That's not what this book is about. This book is about the bowl running on the field mm. or a player being traded for a plate of beans.
0: <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> yeah, back in 1930, Wichita Falls had this pitcher and he wasn't performing well and he had a bad attitude. And Wichita Falls is sick and tired of him. And when venting about this player to the San Antonio team president, san antonio says well we actually need some pitching we'll take them off your hands for you so the wichita falls president says over dinner if you pay for my plate of beans you can have them so there was a pitcher traded for a plate of beans <laughs>
0: <laughs> that so that's the type amazing. of story that's uh
1: yeah that that's the type of story that's in the book and some more recent stories as well not all of them are are old
0: Oh, my God, that's like, all right. So you did your research and all that. Did you have like, did you interview um, more uh, broadcasters and players like, you know, what was the process of? Because I'm sure it took you a while to really compile all of all of those stories and and put it together in a in a um, in in a um, book form.
1: Yeah. In addition to using those sources I mentioned earlier and interviewing people, there was also a Sabre member, Al Arigi in Maryland, Mm -hmm. who happens to be my uncle. But one time when uh, telling him about this project, he's retired. He got excited. He looked through a lot of old baseball books and sent me some great usable notes as well. So uh, his name is right there on the dedication page as a research assistant. (laughs) No, the process. (laughs) uh,
0: Give him the title of research assistant. That's right.
1: (laughs) Um, It took 10 years. You know, I didn't work on it every day for 10 years, but it was an ongoing document for 10 years. And I had about 1,100 stories when I reached a point. Okay, what's the format going to be? So, the stories are quick. Yeah. Many of them are a couple of sentences. They have a, what I hope is a catchy headline above them, usually some sort of pun. The book has a lot of illustrations as well. Uh, so, I had 1,100 stories and had to determine what's going to be the format, how many stories. And one mm-hmm. day I saw my wife's cookbook and it said 1,001 recipes. And I thought, I like that number. A lot of books have that, 1,001. Yeah. So, I actually then had to trim down. And if two stories were similar, I'd merge them into one. I left some on the cutting room floor. But in 1907, there was a player who was arrested for using foul language on the field. And in the 1930s, there was an umpire who was arrested for using foul language on the field. So those two stories became one. And by yeah. the way, yes, arrested, not ejected. They actually were.
0: <laughs> like the cops came, literally arrested him. Like
1: Yes, foul language. like okay
0: the the player okay you you replace the player you know you you have another player that you can put but in an umpire a lot of the times is like what are you going to do you know
1: that's a really good point because in this time there's only one umpire on the field yeah Uh, umpires come up a lot in my book they retreated miserably (laughs) it was a rough time uh that's one of the things i found with this book that there's a perception that maybe old-time baseball was gentlemanly and people were polite. It is absolutely not true No, at all. not
0: even close.
1: Uh players are vicious. They're fighting each other. They're punching umpires. There's descriptions of umpires having to literally run away from fans. Uh one of them was on a streetcar in San Francisco after an old PCL game and they were so upset at this guy they began shaking the streetcar that he's what? in. It was it was
0: like a all right, I'll get off time. the car. Just leave the people alone.
1: <laughs> one of the theories I heard was Decades ago, many men especially were working laboring jobs. They're at construction Mm -hmm. sites. They're in coal mines. And they're working six days a week. Only Sundays are off. Mm -hmm. And this is not a time that you can walk into your boss and talk about your feelings. This is not a time that employees had as many rights as they do now. Right. So the ballpark was the one place you could go and shout at an authority figure and take out your anger at this umpire. So these poor umpires, I, I mean this is before replay when probably a lot of their calls would have shown that they were actually right. If there was even a hint that they made a mistake. Yeah. I mean, fans are running on the field. So the umpire section might be my favorite of the sections in my book, because uh, there were some crazy ejections as well. There was an organist who got ejected. There was a mascot who got ejected. We talk about that in the book. Um, And you'll, you'll like this one in 2002 at a New Jersey Cardinals game in the New York Penn league. A brownie troop mom got so upset at the first base empire, she hopped over the railing, ran on the field, and confronted this guy. (laughs) A brownie troop mom ran on the field.
0: This mom is setting a great example. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, so
1: she, uh, she got ejected, and that got a lot of attention in 2002. That was sort of the funny newspaper article of the day across the country in 2002.
0: I was like, you got ejected. Now you're not, you can't come back to the ballpark because you cross, you know, you went over on the field. But do you know, it's funny. Like, do people really think about it when they do come up on the field? Like, you know, they the repercussions of it, you know? Like, are you I sure don't think so.
1: Do I, um, I mean, that woman, I don't know if she had been drinking or if somebody bet her to do this, but there's got to be a backstory. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What would the word be? A uh sober, mild-mannered person just would never do that.
0: No. Like if I have one beer, I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not still not going to do this. This is not going to help at all. Not going to happen. I don't want to get fired. I don't want to become the news or anything like that. It's just it's just bad idea overall, you know?
1: Yes. No doubt.
0: Uh have you ever experienced in, in your in in your time as a broadcaster, have you experienced anything you know similar to like to any of the stories that you've had on your book?
1: Yes, there's about a dozen out of the 1,001 stories that are from games that I was calling. Okay. Uh 2015 here in El Paso, we had a wiener dog delay.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yes, uh, there was a, a,
0: a wiener dog delay.
1: Yeah, your, um, your audience who works for minor league teams would love this. They'll like this story because they've probably been part of a promotion that goes awry. It was a between-innings wiener dog race in front of the third-base dugout, and there were lanes set up and everything. And four of the five dogs ran where they were supposed to. But the other one went rogue and began running all around the field. So this game got delayed because the wiener dog is scampering around the field. It's running by players. Our MC is trying to pick it up. And I just recently saw this video for the first time in years, and one of the Oklahoma City players that the Wiener Dog runs by is Corey Seager. (laughs) Yes, he was with Oklahoma City, now, of course, a star with Texas. That's funny. Corey Seager has been MVP of the World Series. He's been an all-star, but he's also been part of a Wiener Dog delay.
0: I bet you if you ask Corey Seager about that, he would definitely remember that. There's there has to be no way that he's not going to remember. Oh, I do remember that. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, you do. You remember those things, especially because they're so wild.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a a funny story years later. So I'm sure he remembers it. The video went viral. It ended up on Good Morning America. (laughs) Wiener dog delaying a Chihuahuas game.
0: No, that's what, I, do- that's what
1: I love about the minor leagues is you're much more likely to see a wiener dog delay in El Paso than you are at Yankee Stadium.
0: 100%. You're 100% right about that. You might see it at Oakland Stadium now just because of, you know, them moving or anything like that. Uh, no, So please tell me, were you doing a play-by-play when the wiener dog was, you know, running around?
1: Yes. <laughs> I feel like in that situation, you have no choice. He's rounding yeah. third. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what I say, but You're, I tried to describe it like he was a base runner. Yeah,
0: I that's awesome. Love it, love it. Um, okay, so uh, as far as the 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 book, um, you said that they're all related to minor league, major leagues, or is or is it specific to one one uh, lower or higher uh, league? Was it all it's together? It's
1: all. All minor leagues from oh, even 1876 to the present day. So, Or oh, well, you went as uh, far as
0: 1876, huh?
1: Yes, our oldest story in the book shows that promotions are not new to minor league baseball. And, well, let me think about that. 1876 was the first year of the National League. 1877 was the first year of the National Association, which we now know as the minor leagues. Uh, so I believe the first story was 1877. Mm -hmm. I want to fact check myself there. We got to get this right. Absolutely. But yeah, in 1877 in Wheeling, West Virginia, the minor league team there had a contest to see who could catch a greased pig.
0: And (laughs) if you caught
1: the greased pig, you got to keep it.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And I actually found this one via a newspaper advertisement in the Wheeling, West Virginia paper. It was come out to the ballpark. We're going to have this contest. So I wasn't able to journalistically confirm if anyone did catch the greased pig. You took but I question. know they had the contest. Um, but then we have stories as recently as the Nashville Sounds have their massive guitar scoreboard. And the Albuquerque isotopes have Simpson statues. I love the different flair of minor league ballparks. So I wanted to include that as well. So there's a bunch of present day stories, but it goes back to the 1870s.
0: That's amazing. I mean, in in your your El Paso Chihuahuas, they have the uh, the the um the dog plate as part of you know Sephora ice cream, right? So I mean, it's some those quirky things about minor league baseball that just there's so much fun that you couldn't find it anywhere else but minor league baseball.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think when a team has a unique brand like the Chihuahuas, they can really make the ballpark part of that brand. As I look, I see the big doghouse in right Field. That's the name of the big, beautiful brick building we have here. And there's various other dog puns around the park. Uh, You mentioned some of the items that people can purchase. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can buy a dog bowl to get your nachos in here.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And it's such a strong dog bowl that people use it for their dogs at home. That's always (laughs) a popular item.
0: (laughs) And nachos is amazing. As long as it comes with jalapenos, the spicier, the better. I love it. Um, okay. Anything else that I haven't asked you, my friend, about the team? I mean, obviously, the team is such a cool name, cool logo. The whole experience with uh, Brandios and how they, you know, they do their research, right? They come to town, they do their research, uh, and then they present the the name. Uh, You guys found out what the name was going to be beforehand, right?
1: Yes, but only very shortly beforehand. There was a a group of higher management that knew. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I was in no rush. To learn this because it's such a kept secret. Yeah. And luckily it did not get out. But there's such a fear that before the announcement, somebody who knows something might accidentally say something to somebody. And uh so because of that reason, I actually was totally fine, but I found out a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so I did not know long in advance. I, I kind of feel the same way when it comes to transactions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the broadcaster might see a player with their equipment bag in a hotel lobby in the morning.
0: You Normally, they would you point, know yeah. they're
1: going somewhere. And when a major league team does not announce a roster move, when a reporter does first, sometimes that can uh, yeah. stir things up because then a player finds out from someone else that they're being sent down. In a nutshell, I am not in a rush to find out anything secretive because then if something gets out, I don't want anyone to think I was part of it. So I am totally fine finding out when a player is called up when the San Diego Padres tweeted, and that's the first time. I'm totally fine with that. So same thing with the Chihuahua's team name. I was not poking around trying to find out that name. (laughs) like, no, leave
0: me out of it. I don't want nothing to do with this.
1: You know what's a funny story about that is 2013 – I was the broadcaster for Tucson. That was where the Padres Triple A team was. That's where this franchise moved from. And that summer, the Chihuahuas organization, what we now know as the Chihuahuas organization, released the five team name finalists. Mm -hmm. Fans can vote. Fans can give feedback. So there's five team names. One of them is Chihuahuas. So I'm traveling throughout the Pacific Coast League with Tucson in the ensuing weeks. And what I found is Chihuahuas was the one that was always being brought up. People would say to me, they won't actually name the team that Chihuahuas, will they?
0: No, oh, yeah. But then win.
1: someone else would say, "I hope it's Chihuahuas." Like that was the one positive or negative that was always brought up.
0: Yeah, it, it was. It, 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 you can see that it was the most polarizing of of, of the ones, right? I, and I think you're right. Like you know, it it has given uh, license now to other minor league teams to be able to say. We're going to come up with the crazy name. You know, the, like you said, the Trash Pandas, the Burlington Sock Puppets, you know, the Otterbots, you know, names like that that are so way out there, but they're so cool. It, but it's, so, they, you know, they catch people's imagination and they love it.
1: Yeah. I think that now, a decade later, we could not picture this team being named anything else.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, my friend, we are at that part where, Uh, I call it my famous, not so famous questions. Um, and, and these are just random questions, right. Um, that I'm going to ask, are you ready for this?
1: Sorry, you caught me sipping a drink of water. Now I'm ready.
0: (laughs) All right. Absolutely. All right. First celebrity crush.
1: Uh, Kelly on saved by the bill.
0: Whoa, that's a good one. Favorite ice cream flavor. Chocolate. Um, this is kind of interesting because a lot I don't even know if we do this now but uh last song you've downloaded
1: there's a great rock band that more people should know about called the pretty reckless uh female singer great angry rock band one angry of their music songs is always good yes
0: uh okay what was your nickname growing up uh
1: did I have one? I guess some relatives would call me Timmy, which we call boys named Tim, but not as yeah. much adults. <laughs> no offense Calling to any an adult, adult Timmy, Timmy's yeah. out there. No adult, you know, offense, but you just don't see it as much. Uh, I don't know if I had a good
0: one, though. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Um, I'm trying to think of the costumes that I was...
1: <laughs> you you want, want to, i'll be totally honest why i'm pausing is when i was in elementary school the show family matters was so popular do you remember that yeah, family, I matters? Remember family matters yeah Urkel yeah. was so funny the kids all loved him so one year i put on the suspenders a bunch of kids did this put on the suspenders and the glasses and they do urkel impressions and urkel was their halloween costume yeah now i nowadays you know the idea of that opens up some issues, but again, this right. is in like 1991. I did not, you know. Oh, everybody, yeah. I, I did I was, not darken my skin. I did not do anything offensive.
0: But just, you, you, you dressed as but, Oracle,
1: right? So that's why I paused. Is I didn't know if I should admit that. But please know <laughs> there is no sort of
0: no and, changing and I, of my I, race at right. all. Right. Yeah. I'm 100% with <laughs> right. you. Like, I mean, back right. in the days, like, you know, you're like, everything was cool. You can do this. Right. I mean, it, there was no yeah. issues. You know, I don't see any issues right now with it. Cause like, if you want to dress as someone else dress up, just don't paint your face, but you know, right. Exactly. And
1: I agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. Things cross the line and it, it should be offensive, but um
0: yeah. that, that-
1: To be honest at the other Halloween costumes, I think I was like a fireman one year. I think I was wore my baseball uniform one year.
0: <laughs> that's My mother might one. listen
1: to this and say, How could you forget that costume I made you? But uh
0: Of course I'm, I'm trying to like, remember the others, to be honest there, with you. There's a reason why I did not mention it, mom. <laughs> <You made> it. <laughs> uh okay, what color is your toothbrush? White and blue. There you go. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy? Oh. You know, that's a good one. Cake or pie? Cake. See, I'm a pie person. Although okay. don't get me wrong. I will tear me up some cake. No issues whatsoever there.
1: My doctor okay. recently for the first time told me I have to cut back on cholesterol. So,
0: oh, yeah, to be
1: honest, I've had to cut back on candy and things like that. First time ever.
0: Yeah. 42. I'm I'm 41, about to be 42. And I was told by the doctor, I was like, Hey, we're going to, you got to cut some of that stuff, my friend, you, get, you yep. can't do that anymore.
1: I'm only a little bit younger than you around the same age. And, uh, I recently turned forty-one and recently got that message. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't is it fun? Oh yeah, tons of fun. Uh, if you got a boat, what would be the boat's name? Um. Wow.
1: If I had a boat, what would the boat's name be? You know what I recently thought? Uh, do you like Seinfeld? Yeah. That episode where George wants to name the hypothetical baby Seven. Yeah. It actually isn't a terrible name. It's a nice word. Maybe that would be a good boat name.
0: That would be a good
1: boat name. Seven. Seven.
0: I like it. Uh, Worst job you've ever had.
1: When I was in high school, I briefly worked at Honeydew Donuts. That's like a Boston area Mm -hmm. donut place. I found making coffee really hard because I'm not a coffee drinker and I especially wasn't in high school. So people would say, oh, a little extra sugar. I don't know what that means. You know, and and it's Boston. So there's kind of like a little edge, like, uh, (laughs) Like, hey, give me some extra honey and cream with that. It's like, uh, I don't know what extra is. I'm just, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it was bad because I was really bad at it. I would get some complaints on too much ice, not enough ice.
0: It's always Somebody's always going to complain. I am not a coffee drinker at all. Never liked the taste of it. I don't know why either. Me neither. My wife loves it. Me? The smell of it, good. Just can't taste it. Absolutely not. Uh, okay. Two more questions and then I promise I will leave you alone strangest thing you have ever eaten
1: either alligator or moose
0: i've had i've had alligator i've had
1: i had had alligator in louisiana and in vermont had moose which tasted better than i thought
0: Hmm? i've had alligator and frog legs in Mm. all places in arizona okay go figure of all places not somewhere in the south you know when it was like by water or anything like that it was there all right. And then the here's the last question. Last movie you've ever you watched.
1: My wife and I watched the air movie with Matt Damon about uh Nike and Michael Jordan. And it yeah. was outstanding. It was great.
0: It's on my list to watch. I want to watch it. Is that yeah. is that good?
1: It was. It was one of those things where we both had work in the morning. It was getting late. It's getting to be ten thirty, ten forty, and Typically, it's the time where we might pause the movie, watch the remaining 45 minutes later. But it was so good. We're like, no, we're going for it.
0: Let's just we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Energy drinks for you. Coffee for her. Right. <laughs> uh, th- Tim, thank you so much for doing this. I had an absolute blast. Where can where can people find you on on any of the socials?
1: I have Twitter T.D. Haggerty. Uh, Thank you for ordering my new book. It's called Tales from the Dugout: One Thousand One Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Anecdotes for Minor League Baseball. It's on sale on Amazon right now,
0: and I will put the link to it so that way people can order it as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Did you? Are you now part also of the new Threads? Are you still Twitter only?
1: (laughs) Um, I do not have Threads. I wrote it down. (laughs) I think some some night in a hotel after a game, I'll sign up, but just haven't had a chance to. But
0: It's, um, cr- it's a wild yeah, world that we it's live a lot in, to keep friend.
1: up with but I, I think if that becomes the new thing I, I i guess i should have a profile on there
0: there you go uh again th- th- thank you so much um and like i said i'll put all of the information your social media stuff the the link for the book uh so that way people can go out and and support your your book and then also support you know the the el paso chihuahuas buy a hat buy a dad hat for god's sakes guys
1: yes I- i'd love the support on both Uh, Great to meet you, Ed. I appreciate your passion. Love seeing your hats in the background, so (laughs) I'm glad I could be on your show.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Tim. Make sure you guys are following him on Instagram. No, actually, I apologize. On Twitter. Okay, he's on Twitter. Uh, And then also make sure you guys are following the team, El Paso Chihuahuas. Uh, Go get yourself a dad hat while you're at it, while you are buying that dad hat, right? That's right there on the website. Also, Go on Amazon, get yourself this book. It is awesome. I have it right here. Uh, It's actually in a box right now because I'm moving. But anyways, listen, you guys don't need to know any of that. I have it. Okay, I own it support uh, another uh, great person out there that's uh, just doing big things. And uh, uh, also, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I would love for you guys to go ahead and give this uh, podcast, uh, give me a follow. I'll greatly appreciate that. Uh, And then uh, give it five stars. Five stars means I go up on the rankings. All right, so... This week, the dead joke of the episode comes from my really good friend, Anna DiTomaso. Um, She has a great podcast, guys. You guys got to go and listen to it. The Baseball Bucket List podcast, okay? So uh, she sent me, uh, early in the week, she sent me this joke. And then, of course, I said, yeah, it's going on the show. I don't think she was intending it for that, but uh, yeah, here it is. All right, here we go. This guy goes up to the zoo and sees a baguette the zookeeper walks up and explains that it was bred in captivity (laughs) all right all right guys i'll go ahead and see myself out and until then guys keep on grinding and always super twinal leaks see ya